Now rocking with the best. Only two things can get you through this, man. Patience and persistence. Work harder than everyone. Be patient and just know that if you're gonna do something on your own, you're gonna have to feel some pain. You're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you. You're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. It, it takes fearlessness to be first. You know, to not move with a crowd, to move alone. I stopped living according to what people wanted me to do. I started living according to what actually made me happy. If you're not happy, change your life. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Culture Talks Podcast with your host, Carlos Stutzer. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-Z-Z-Y, you dig live action from Kansas City, Missouri. The Culture Talks podcast, as you can see on the sweatshirt, you know what I'm saying? If you're watching on video, if you're listening, thank you for coming back for another episode, man. We are so grateful for everyone that taps in and listens to the show. Um, and as I tell you, at the end of every single week, we're coming back with a fire guest. We're coming back with a fire guest, and I have yet to lie to y'all. Truthfulness is the foundation of all human virtues, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, today we have a dope guest from Kansas City doing great work in Kansas City. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother, and go ahead and let the people know what you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First of all, I appreciate this invitation. I'm just, you know, like I said, man, I'm telling you beforehand, man, we just, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. And, but again, man, just so appreciative. Uh, my name is Dan Smith. I am a co-founder of the Porterhouse KC organization created to help support entrepreneurs from the urban uh, core, uh, from the neighborhood, from where I come from. Actually, grew up on 33rd and Jackson. That's probably giving too much information, but uh, I grew up, you know, that's that's in, in the community, and, and uh, obviously, just over time, just amassed some some networks and connections and friends and family and all this good stuff that we wanted to put together to help uh, support the folks that that come from from where I come from, man. So, uh, yeah, man, we're, I'm just excited to be here, man. Excited to dive in with you uh, again, man. Just uh, thanks for 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 reaching out. Sure. Absolutely. And I don't know how many people tell you this, but, you know, I think there's a there's a thing about a clean lineup and a, a little bit of gray hair on the beer with the hat that <laughs> it just gives you like powerful David Banner vibes. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's natural power coming out the voice. <laughs> that, that's a first. That's a first. But I appreciate it for sure. For sure. You know what? I, I had to compensate, man. I, I, I lost. You know, I got started getting some spots. So I had to go ball, man. I. And you know what? Because I was that guy that always went to the shop every week and waved up. <laughs> I saw that little light mark. I said, you know what, man? I got to part ways with it. I can't I can't beat my head like that. It's so, all good. It's all good. Man, hey. it's, it's beer game. <laughs> hey, and on, on top of that, I, I really don't – maybe it's just me, but anytime, like, people just come with, with, with this look, I just want to listen to what they have to say. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm dead serious. Like, I'm like, yo, like, for some reason, I'll just be wanting to tap in. I'm like, all right, brother, what, what, you, what do you do? What hey, do you man, do, that's, brother? <laughs> that's, that's pressure right there. That's pressure, man, right? Man. All right, bro. But but the first the first segment of today is called the who is you segment. So, you know, everyone, when, when you're first introducing yourself to people, you know, you want to get to know them. And, you know, somebody comes around me. I'm like, who is you? Like, who is you? So I was like, let me name it the who is you segment. And the first question I have for you today is if you had to describe your life up to now, you know, where from from when you was a young buck up to still being a young buck, no disrespect. <laughs> but, no, you're good. No, you're good. Up to where you're at right now, you know, three words, three single words, what would you what would you say describes your life and, and your experience up to now? They don't have to like go all together, but just three different words that that's a that's a really good question. Um I think family is something that I hold dear to my heart. Um, so family is a word uh, that I don't take lightly. Um, uh, let's see, tenacity, uh, very tenacious, uh, rarely take no for an answer. And if there is a no, I try to find a way to change it and make it into a yes. So uh, tenacious is a word, family is a word, and um shoot this is a good one so tenacious family and 
adventurous. I like to be adventurous. I like to do different things, man. I'm I'm not like jumping out of a plane yet, adventurous. <laughs> but I'm like, get on some jet skis, you know, get me on a, you know, I'll do some 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 climb mountain climbing. I'll do some skiing down mountains. I do all that stuff. But yeah, so I, you know, I'm I'm not the extreme, but you know, I'm close enough. I'm close I enough. I love it. I love it, and that makes sense because you know I always say that anybody that's involved in business business as deep as you are has to be a little bit of a risk taker in some way or fashion. So you know, add a little fun to the risk, and uh, we have jet skiing down mountains, <laughs> which makes or whatever that thing's called, snowmobiling, snow snowmobiling. <laughs> I, I wanted to. We went to Colorado not too long ago, and. And unfortunately, we that was one thing that we didn't get to do, but uh, wanted to be. Like that know. sounds lit. I would love to go snowmobiling. I ain't never been. I ain't never been skiing or nothing. I've been to Colorado a few times, but I just I I watch the people go down the mountain, and I'm like, I don't know if that's for me yet. Hey man, <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. I'm telling you, it's so fun. I bet. You gotta do it at least once, and then oh, after you do okay. it, you you're like, all right. You know, this ain't, or, you know, it is. Or it is for me, exactly. I'll be back. One, right. one of the two, exactly. And speaking of jumping out of planes, planes, quick shout out to local KC artist Kai Colors. Happy belated birthday. We saw that you about to go skydiving today. So enjoy that and stay safe. Um, but yes. Um, okay, man. I love it. I love it. Adventurous, tenacious, and family. I think those are all amazing. Um, as a young man, though, doubling back to, when you, let's say you're 17 years old, 18 years old, what exactly did you want to be when you grew up? Did you knew you, did you know that you uh, were going to chase things in, in the realm of entrepreneurship or was yeah. it the school route? Was it sports? What was your thing when you were a young boy? Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I like to be 100. I don't like to, to sugarcoat things often. So I'm going to just be real. Like when I was 17, 18, I had no idea. I was just so focused on kicking it and having a good time that I didn't even think about it. Like I literally wasn't thinking about college. I literally wasn't thinking about, you know, what do I want to be at the, at, at 18, 17, 18. I was like, dude, I was interested in, I, I used to throw parties. So I was a party promoter when I was young too. So I used to throw parties, man, and focused on making a little money there and just having fun. But a part of the party promotion wasn't necessarily about making the bread it was more like, dude, I was throwing a party and everybody was coming, you know what I mean? And we were going to have a packed house and we were going to have a fun time. I got my, my family as a DJ and I got, you know, family that's doing security and everything else. We just wanted to have a good time. So at that point, man, like I, I was, I'm a late bloomer, man. I, I, um, I literally was going out, hanging out, kicking it, partying. You know, I, I obviously, I, you know, I play sports and moms kept me, you know, kept me together, but yeah, man, I, I I didn't have a focus. I didn't. So, yeah. Hey, that's real. But we can't we can't cap like throwing house parties isn't partially business, though. Hey, man, we were. And that's the thing. And that's what kind of, you know, spurred spurred the 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 um, the ambition or the piece of pie that made me want to do that. Like at the end of the day, I, we, you know, Sharon and I, my co-founder of the Porterhouse KC, we actually started our first business at like 20. Uh, and it was a maintenance company. Uh, and, and we uh, found a, you know, they always talk about finding a problem and 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 just try to figure out a way to solve that problem. And that's what we did. We actually, it's funny, I, I don't, I don't want to get too long winded, but uh, it's a cool story. Um, we actually went to a friend, we, it was me, Sharon, and a good, another fraternity brother of mine. We were uh, members of Kappa Alpha Psi, but fraternity brother of mine, we were, we were hanging out with, with them he said he had to make a run and he had and his uncle, his uncle was a, a maintenance manager at an apartment complex. So he went and his, his, his uncle was just fussing and fussing and fussing, right, about people calling in and everything else. And so we left and we were like, man, I wonder if we could create something, a company or business or whatever to come in and he could outsource that job to us, right? Like we could come in and do the cleaning, like. Or if it's not us, then we can hire somebody else to do it, you know. But uh, from their perspective, they would never have a day without a maintenance person because they're outsourcing it to us, right? And so um, we came back to the uncle, through kind of loosely pitched this idea to him. You know, he loved it because it solved his issues. 
but he had to go to the developer that owned this old apartment complex and and uh, we had to pitch it to, to them and so what we end up doing is put, put together this these slideshows man that we pulled some pictures offline my aunt worked at a print uh, print place so she made us a couple polo shirts with uh, a smith and thompson maintenance we went out and registered the business and did all the ein stuff and all the things that you needed to do and uh yeah man we got an opportunity it was like two weeks later we were in front of this the, the owner of this company it was a black guy and we pitched it to him and i'm like either either he was giving us the break just bottom line just like let me give these young guys a chance right or we just did a really great job of selling the heck out of what we could do even though we've never done any of this before in our lives <laughs> Right. And so um, he gave us a contract for that particular development and two others. So that day we got a contract for three different developments. Wow. Go out and, and do maintenance and, and make readies. And what they call them make readies, like people had to move when they move out, we had to quickly turn it around, clean it up, paint, whatever, whatever. So the next person, people can move in. Never did any of this stuff in our lives. We had to, we had to, we were going under our parents' kitchen sinks to get uh, cleaning supplies. <laughs> we were piecing together some dollars to get to, to buy some like paint rollers and whatever. So we could do touch up painting and stuff, man, it was crazy, but, but we ended up doing it and we ended up doing it for a few years uh, to a point where we outgrow with the business, outgrew us. And we ended up having to dissolve the company because we didn't have a business plan. We didn't have anything set. Right. We didn't make no like none of that was in place. And we end up having, I think by the time that we finished, we had about 13 to 14 different uh, apartment complexes and wow. they were all Section 8. So they was it was tough. It was hard work. We saw some things, but man, it made us feel good. So we got we got to scratch an itch, man, that we had. And now we learned what entrepreneurship really was. And like I said, I was at like eight, 19, 20. And uh, from there, man, just, you know, throughout uh, the rest of time up until this point, we've owned roughly around five, four or five different companies, nothing widely successful, like great, you know, making millions of dollars or anything like that. But uh, definitely is have have we, it, we've been able to increase our toolkit. Right. We grew our toolkit um, to be able to get to the place where we are now to be able to assist others. And, and we don't profess to be the foremost expert in none of this stuff man we get we just got we have friends that are <laughs> so we could tap our friends you right. know and bring them in we're just kind of like the convener um of, of it all i mean we got we got classes that we host we have a development program and a mentorship program that we have created too but man it's just you know like i said man just put kind of putting it all together that's what this thing is just putting it all together i love it i love it and first and foremost i want to say that's dope that like, I mean, I don't know if you thought about this, but I was just thinking like, you know, it's dope that when you guys did go in there to pitch that it ended up being a black man. Like a lot of times, you know, we go into spaces where, you know, we meet owners or we find out who, you know, has majority ownership of a situation and it tends not to be people that look like us, unfortunately. And I, I, I'm sure that's part of your guys' mission as well is to expand, expand, you know, the amount of people that we see out here that that are you know opening businesses and doing things i mean it kind of something it, it makes me think about like like uh group economics and how people were talking about that a lot during you know the fit situation after george floyd and then you know a lot happened throughout the pandemic where people were starting to really tap into you know caring about the community or you know really diving deeper into what's going on in the world and and in different types of oppressive settings, whether it's business yeah. or whether it's school systems or the health system or whatever it is, and then figuring out what they can do to remedy that or to change that or in yeah. whatever way. So I think a lot of people this summer or throughout this year um, of COVID pandemic, we're talking, talking about group economics and the best way to, you know, have group economics work is for people to create products or create services within their community. And I think that's one thing that I really like, you know, you know, because how can we support each other if there is no black owned products or there's no black black owned services or anything like that. So um, I think uh, that's one thing that stands out to me about, you know, the work you guys are doing, just helping a lot of people, you know, who are just trying to, you know, find their baby steps. And Man, there's, there's, there's so many um, 
so many pieces to this puzzle that um, we are really just trying to put together. And, you know, like you have to have supply, right? You have to have supply. So if we say support, what does that look like? So we've had, and we've been, we've been challenged with these questions for years, right? We've, we've done this, we, you know, from our organization's perspective, we've done it for about four and a half years, almost five years, but from others in this similar space as well, we're always challenged with the question of, and, and it, like you said, it got highlighted, right? When all this, this social unrest happened and, and folks wanted to really reach out and support. And, but what does support really look like? Does that look like me going out and just purchasing a product from, from somebody once or twice, you know, and, 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 then, and then what? Now I should feel good about what I've done or, you know, investment. What does that look like? How do you invest in to, you know, black owned businesses or businesses in urban communities or whatnot? Like, what does that really look like? Um, because a lot of businesses aren't set up to be invested in, mm. right? Because what's that return on that investment? What does that look like? And so we're always challenged with these questions that we have to figure out ways to answer. And I think our goal is to not only bring awareness and, and, and support, but also help um, folks understand their true powers, right? Like, we have so many black businesses that have like, the, like these owners are super, like superhuman folks. And a lot of times they haven't been um, poured into like they should be, right? Like from, you think about all the systems that are out here, right? You think about the education system, right? You know, and I don't know how, you know, what, what your situation was in, in education when you were coming up, but from our perspective, like, you know, if I didn't know nothing or, or know a particular topic on, on, on a, in a subject, you know, I would get demeaned, you know, and if it wasn't your teachers, it was your peers, right? And, and and I used to do the same thing because it was like the cool thing to do, right? You talk trash about you. Ah, oh, you didn't know five plus five. Ah. Now it, it, it puts you in a space where you're uncomfortable um, saying you don't know something or you're, you're nervous to say, I don't know, right? You always want to be right and you always want to be. So then if you get into a situation that's not comfortable for you, now you're getting outside of that not being right, right? I don't even want to approach it because I don't want to be wrong, right? And so what we're trying to do is open that up to folks and say, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to not know. It's okay to ask for help, right? All these things that were shunned, like when we were, you know, growing up, you know, we're trying to create another space for failure, right? Like it's, it's always been put in our brains that it's not okay to fail, Right, because if you fail, then you're wrong and you're not worthy of, or whatever the case may be. But that's not the case. That's not true. Like failure is where success lies. It's behind the failure, right? But if you're not able to go to 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 weather failure, you're not going to find success. So we're creating space for failure. We're creating space for uh, learning and growth and opportunity to be vulnerable. Um, and you, I mean, you could ask a lot of the folks that's been through our programs. And I mean, that's what we're creating, man. We've, we've had some situations, man, in some of these, these, these mentoring groups or, and, you know, some of our small business development groups that folks are just opening up and they're just sharing stuff that they ain't shared with like nobody. And this is in a group situation. And so imagine how uncomfortable that is, but again, we're opening that space and we're building that space for people to be, be able to fail together and grow together. You know what I mean? I so love I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's I a lot of pieces, a lot of pieces to this puzzle, man. Absolutely. But I feel like what you just mentioned there is like, like a huge piece, like without that piece, nothing else can fit. Like none of the other puzzle pieces are going to be able to connect if you don't create a safe space or you don't, you know, create, me and uh, the last guest I had on, Ani Sanyal, coming out of New York, um, he talked about creating the collective energy within a group so that everyone, you know, everyone feels like in tune with what's going on, but also comfortable with that and like able to able to voice their opinions safely and comfortably, able to voice their their emotions and and situations they've gone through, whatever it might be, whatever. Because business, you know, everyone wants to say business is business, but you got to remember that there's outside forces that influence 
this individual or or a group of individuals and if that's not talked about if that's not maybe shared in some way obviously there's limits but like if the space isn't created for somebody to feel comfortable to navigate that conversation with the group that they're trying to move forward with then nothing's going to be able to happen so everything you just said there about creating that safe space and creating that collective energy is absolutely necessary for somebody to be even mentored in the first place how can you be mentored how can your small business grow how can you receive advice how can you receive guidance if you're not even open open period yeah but and that's why so so like and, and i'll jump off of this 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 uh topic but but that's just like like i said when, you, when i brought up systems like you know we talk about the police the police system we talk about uh the hospital system we talk about education system we talk about uh legal systems like all these systems you know we have built up barriers you know for, for like so many so many of us don't feel comfortable going to the doctor mm -hmm. so many of us don't feel comfortable going to you know going to a lawyer going to you know the legal system a lot of us don't feel comfortable in education right and a lot of parents you know are having a hard time helping their kids learn right because they didn't necessarily get it um the right what they felt like the right way was so like how do you get beyond systems and how do you get to a space where these systems can actually benefit you rather than your feeling of of them hurting or hindering you in your process and i feel like so like from our perspective like we have a system too but we have to find a way to demystify what this system is so you don't feel like there's this this halo or whatever it is hanging over uh our heads so you can feel comfortable coming in like when you talk about entrepreneurship people get intimidated by that word People get intimidated by what a small business owner really is, right? And you got a lot of side hustlers get that get demeaned for having a side hustle sometimes, right? Oh, you got a side hustle. You ain't an entrepreneur. You ain't a business owner. Yes, you are. Just because you ain't doing it full time doesn't mean you're not a you're not a business owner. Like I, I you know, we got to stop stop putting this out into the air. Um, but 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 more so. We got to be able to to um, to really kind of pour into these folks so they can make it their full time jobs. You know what I mean? And that's when you talk about the collective hustle. That's what that is. You know, I love it. I love it. And we kind of dived into that with, with without some initial uh, 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 light on exactly what Porterhouse KC is. So can you kind of talk about where and when the idea for Porterhouse KC came about and then yeah. we can move forward? Yeah, absolutely. We we um so about five years ago, six years ago, the KC Chamber of Commerce came out with this 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 initiative along with some other groups. And they said they wanted to make Kansas City the most entrepreneurial city in the country, right? And so I was a part of these conversations indirectly, not directly, not in, at the table, but I was hearing you know all how, how you know where these things are coming from and all this other stuff, and none of that conversation was really translating over into the community that I come from because we got a lot of small business owners in our community right um but being the most entrepreneurial city what does that really mean right there was really a, a emphasis on tech uh high, high growth tech and all this other stuff and so um we try to dive into what the problems were like why isn't our communities really more you know like being tapped uh in these conversations too um and then you know why are the folks in our community not you know, reaching out and trying to get across this line, also trying to figure out what those, to bridge those gaps. And so we decided we wanted to try to, you know, try our hand at it and try to figure it out. And so we started these little education. So the, the, the low hanging fruit for us was uh, um, education, right? The easiest road to this is educating folks. Let me give you some information uh, and maybe you'll use that information to, to, to build, right? Um, so we have a, a relationship with this organization called Chess Inc. They're actually our partner organization. And so we went to those guys, Ron and Coley, they're really cool cats. We went to them with our, our, our vision and they have a space right off of Gillen Plaza. And uh, we, we met them through some other programming and some other things that we were doing. Um, but we kind of talked to them about what we were doing. They were like, hey, you can use our space to do this in for free, right? And this is before we actually formulated a partnership and all this other stuff. 
And so uh, we're like, this is dope, like for free. Like, yeah, it was like, yeah, come on. We, we believe in that vision. We think that's dope. You, should, you guys should really do that. And so we started inviting. So we created these speaker series events. And this is literally how it started. We created these speaker series events. We invited some friends, people that we know that are professionals in certain areas. So we have an, a, an attorney would come. We have a professional marketer would come. We had some accountants come. We had all these people come each month and do a, like a workshop style session and just be open to the public. And we paid out of our pockets for food catering because we wanted to um, eliminate as many barriers as possible. We know like a lot of these things happen during the day, right? Most of our people are working during the day or trying to figure things out during the day. Um, uh, some of our folks don't have transportation. So we wanted to be on a bus line. Uh, evenings, you know, pr present another problem because it's food, it's dinner time. Like how do you, so we wanted to get food on the bus line in the evening and cost free, right? It was a free situation. So we did this for about a year and a half, um, just out of our own pockets monthly, every month. Um, and then we really didn't have another premise, right? We were just, we just said, hey, we wanna bridge gaps. This, is, this creates an opportunity for networking, but it also creates opportunity to get connected and connectors connected. But, uh, you know, we were talking with Chess and talking, and actually the Kaufman Foundation heard about what we were doing. Some other org foundations heard about what we were doing. So they actually start, they came to a couple of these sessions and loved it. And from there, you know, kind of our vision, me and Sharon's vision kind of grew and just, you know, kind of exploded into what kind of what we're doing right now. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think it really speaks to, you know, action and trusting you know trusting your action intention and trusting in the process um you know you guys you know like you said you were hearing you know dwindles of what what the chamber of commerce was talking about and and you were hearing outside conversations but you were understanding that it wasn't reaching the community you think that needed to hear it most so you're like okay what can i do here you know you took action. So now you have intention. Now you take action. And then one thing you were mentioning right there is just writing down and figuring out all the problems and then literally finding the solution to each problem. And, you know, like you said, you had to come out of pocket. You're going to have to come out of pocket for certain things, but just trust in the process. And then people start to reach out. People start to come in. You know, networks start to be built. Value starts to be, you know, propagated or, or, or put out there. Um, yeah. Anyways, I just love it. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. So so this is kind of a question for myself um, is PHKCA uh, foundation, organization, business, nonprofit. Like how, what, do you, nonprofit. what do you nonprofit? I got yeah. you. OK, OK. Yeah. Yep. And, and then um, can you describe like for I know you guys on your page have, you know, the vision and the mission uh, stated there. Can you maybe, and maybe those are in your own words, but can you again in your own words kind of just explain your personal vision for PHKC moving forward, as well as, uh, you know, the the nonprofit organization's overall yeah. mission? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So our goal, like, ultimately, we want to be able to scale this. We want to be able to show folks um, in different pockets, even of the city uh, and beyond, KCK regionally and hopefully nationally, that this is a possibility and these are things that can happen in the, in the, in the urban core to help really create an ecosystem of entrepreneurs of, you know, with learning, with practical application, with support, with all these things that we're doing, we just want to show like, this is a possibility. Uh, right. And, and, you know, it's, it comes from that. Uh, if you see it, you could be it thing, right. If you don't see it happening, how do you know it's possible? Um, from our perspective, that's kind of why we're uh, another reason why we're doing what we're doing and the way that we're doing it. Right. Like who knew that it was possible that an organization as new as us run by two, two, two black guys from the from the inner city could actually get some type of fun funding from the Kaufman Foundation. Right. Like who knew that that was a possibility? We didn't even know that was a possibility. Right. But it happened. So now you understand that it can happen. Um, who knew that a guy, some, some guys like us from the city could buy, get a spot off of 31st and Truce and create a, um, a, an incubator slash co-working space. That's what our goal is. We got a space on 31st and Truce and we just got approved for some funding 
to help renovate the space, right? So that's coming. Um, who knew that we could gather, that, that we could um, get create a following, uh, create a, a, a brand that people re would respect um, and, and, and like literally keeping it even, man, we've, we've had the opportunity to host the city of Kansas City did a demo day. They wanted us to do it for them. So the city of Kansas City is working with us. Um, we we got the Black Chamber of Commerce we're working with. Um, we're, we're working with the Black the Heartland Black Chamber of Commerce. Let me let me clarify that the Heartland Black Chamber of Commerce. We've done stuff with UMB Bank. We've done stuff with Commerce Bank. We've done stuff with Chess Inc. With Money Smart. I mean, the Federal Reserve Bank. Um, we've done stuff with so many folks, and again, who knew that these things were possible, right? Um, now you know it's possible. And we're gonna keep pushing that. And we're gonna keep pushing the envelope and show you what more is possible. We got so many things in the pipeline that it's like pretty crazy. But again, it goes back to, uh, if you see it happening, now you know it's a possibility. So now you know, get your stuff together and let's rock because we got all this stuff to do. And it's, it's so much opportunity out there for us to do it with, you know what I mean? I love that. And that's a that's a testament to what I'm trying to do at the Culture Talks or with the Culture Talks podcast. The last thing you said there is like, you see it happen, now you know it's possible. And the whole goal, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, of me starting this podcast and interviewing these minority creatives, businessmen, businesswomen, um, just is to literally show you at whatever age you are. I often say, I oftentimes say young people because of course I think the youth are the spearhead of the future civilization. So of course I want to focus on the <laughs> focus on the youth, but it's to show you that it's possible. I just interviewed a gentleman, what, three hours ago, who is 30 years old and has over 15 uh investment properties two trucks on the road running an airbnb property out of a apartment in new york city closing on other properties in other cities still working a job still doing his thing and my man just turned 30 years old you know we have mr dan smith here telling you guys about what the porterhouse kc is doing for the city and the people that they've been able to connect with the people that they've been able to partner with the funding they've been able to secure the future of what's going to happen. We've had so many guests come on here to explain their stories to not just inspire you, but to show you that it's possible and to encourage you to take action. So what you said right there really is a testament to, you know, what I'm trying to do here and just letting people hear your, your story, the Porterhouse KC story and everything, and, and then pay attention to you guys moving forward so that they can see these things are possible and, and see that they can get involved too, you know? doesn't matter about your age, doesn't matter where you're at. It just matters about intention and taking action constantly and consistently. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, when you're young um, and it used to be like this and it's, and it's, and it's gotten a little better and it's, and it's gotten better because young folks are more tenacious now than ever. Um, but you know, you get, you used to get folks to kind of, you know, if you're young, no matter how great your idea was, they kind of like brushed you off. You know what I mean? Like, um, and you, it made you feel like you weren't ready yet. I'm not, well, I guess I must not be ready yet, right? Or it made you feel like kind of less than sometimes. You know, I went through it when I was young, right? Like I used to get brushed off so much. And you know, I, and this is another part of this situation. This is another part of the reason why we're doing what we're doing too. Uh, Sharon and I, man, I don't know how many times I reached out for, uh, you know, like mentorship, like how many, how many, uh, older guys that, you know, when I was in my twenties that I kind of looked up to and I, and I just was like, you know, folks that were really doing some great things and you see it from a distance, but you want to learn how, right. Uh, and you would reach out and you just kind of get pu pushed to the side and I, you know, or you get ignored or whatever the case may be. I don't want to ignore people. We don't want to ignore people. We want you to know that this thing is possible and we're open, man. Like my line on that on that website comes to my phone. I mean, comes to my cell phone, right? Like my my our our phone number is is there for a reason. Our email address is public for a reason. Like we're not hiding from anybody. 
Uh, we're not shading from and and, and th mind you, you know, we're busy, right? We're busy just like the next person, but we try to make time um, to connect with whoever's wanting to connect, man. Uh, and th and that's intentional too, uh, because again, if if you see it, and even if you want to come in inside and see how we do it, um, you could believe it's possible. You know what I mean? And so uh, we're intentional about a lot of stuff, man. A lot of things that we're doing. It's purposeful, man. And I, you know, we had talked offline about this nip situation. And, it, you know, if you don't mind, I can, I, you know, kind of share a story. Um, I, I first got hip to nip. It wasn't through his music. It was through an organization that he created with uh, David Gross called uh, Vector 90. Yep. Um, and this was about maybe four years ago, four or five years ago, something like that, that they created this thing. And I just thought, you know, because I was doing my research trying to figure out you know, we wanted to create a co-working space and this this open opportunity for folks to come in and just collab and vibe together and do all these things together. And so that was one of the spaces that 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 I Googled that I was in my research found. And I, then I learned who who it was like, I was, like this young guy named, named Nip. And and then you kind of dive in to learn so much more about the situation and what he was providing. And then you learn about Idris uh, Idris. Uh, Sandu that was doing the tech form and you learn about how they got integrated with each other. And then it was just so much building. And, and I was like, dude, this is so dope. What they're doing out there is dope. I actually reached out. I can go back in my email uh, or in, in my DM. I reached out, I emailed, uh, 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 I think I emailed Nip um, a long time. Obviously this was a while ago and this is, you know, he was doing his thing and I didn't get a response, you know, whatever. Right. But we were trying to figure out ways to like, create something similar here, like Vector 90 here in Kansas City. Um, I, actually, I think it was David Gross that we emailed and, and we didn't get a, a, a response. It wasn't it. Um, but that was a part of this story. You know what I mean? And then this for this to happen, I mean, it was just, it's, it's crazy, man. But I know we have a, a, a mutual friend, uh, Naeem with Swag Inc. And I got to give him a shout out really quick. I, yes, I got it. Yes, I got sir. I got I got his hat right here, man. Um, I would have it on right now if I didn't have my KC hat on, but uh, <laughs> it's my guy, man. I mean, he he uh, he reminds me of that guy. You know, there's so many folks out here that are doing um, un not, I say non traditional things um, to get folks to a space where they can be they can compete and 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 do just have a, a life right build a life for themselves and that's what a part of this is you know what i mean it's not to get rich it's not to be flying in private jets and getting yachts and all this other stuff man it's literally to be able to make a, a way uh an economic viability for your family and the community that you live in you know what i mean yes sir. and so just to know that there's so many people out here doing this man it's it's heartening uh, but we got a long way to go obviously we had a long way to go <laughs> marathon continues man 100 so i wanted to ask how can our listeners get involved in the porterhouse kc co-working community i know you mentioned uh, a few things that you guys have going on so could you kind of repeat um what those things are and how people um, can get involved if they're seeking mentorship or if they're seeking assistance yeah. or if they just want to help out dope yeah no um so on our website, we have a couple of things. You can sign up for our newsletter. Um, that's an initial way um, because we do send out information about you know upcoming things that we have going on. Uh, we do like program our programming is on like the, you know an extended weeks perspective. So like if we have a mentor program, it's for like 15 weeks total. Um, so we don't do like you, you you like if we're in week three, you reach out and you're interested in the mentorship program. We just don't add you to the program. We actually finished that program first, but we have you in the queue for the next thing. Um, there's really minimal um, obligation or, or requirement for you to be a part um, uh, of, of anything that we do. Our, our small business mentoring program, our uh, development program is the same way, small business development program. If you're interested, just go to the site and fill out that, that, that initial form. Uh, and then we have a, at the bottom of the page, we have a contact us thing. If you, if you are interested in more, uh, and diving in a little more with this, you can definitely put that information down there at the bottom. I do want to shout out some of our our um, 
our, our, our um, partners and our funders like the Kaufman Foundation. Uh, we got funding from uh, LISC. Uh, we got a partnership with PlexPod. Um, they are really dope uh, in their relationship with us. They've actually donated uh, space to us and, and our entrepreneurs for a certain period of time. And when we get our space um, up and running, they're actually gonna furnish the whole second floor Man. of our space through our Man. partnership. Um, I don't want to forget anybody, man. I just, I, you know, we just got so many great partners, man. So many great uh, organizations that we're like Casey Sourceling. Well, R Maria Myers, man, she's been dope. Like she's been a connection. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes you don't realize the need for mentors, like for us even, right? In our space, we need mentors too. Uh, and Maria Myers has kind of filled in as 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 uh, kind of a mentor to us. And UMKC, we have a partnership with UMKC uh, in their egghead student-led advertising department. So they have a student-led advertising department. We got we got some of our participants that's actually getting uh, free um, uh, ad ad services, marketing services through UMKC, um, and that's just through, through a partnership with us, man. And that's dude, that's so phenomenal. But we got so many things like uh, Community Capital Fund. Chess Inc. is our partner. I mean, it's just so, we, we're, we're building something, man. We're building something. And um, we know that we can't do it alone. Um, and so we are strategically um, partnering with folks that are doing some really dope stuff. And they're willing to partner with us. Um, so, yeah, man, really excited about that. Tap in. Go to the website. Again, that phone number on there, literally, you could text me from that phone number on our website. It's theporterhousekc.com. Um, on the side, on the pop-up, sign up for the newsletter so you can get more information about what we're doing. Uh, and just tap in with us, man. Follow the, the like, follow the pages, IG. Um, we're active, IG and uh, on, on Facebook. We do a lot of Facebook live joints on our, um, on our Porterhouse page, Porterhouse KC page. So, yeah, man. It's, it's, we're, we're doing it. Come Amazing. rock with us. Amazing. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Hey, hey. Do it. Don't be afraid. Don't hesitate. Get to it. Yeah. Get to it. And all, all that information will be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. So don't worry if you, if you don't have a good memory, just go to the show notes after you're done listening to this episode and you can uh, find the links to, and get access to everything he just said. Um, so I did want to double back a little bit if you still have some time. Oh, um, we're good. Yeah, bless, yeah. Bless. So, I wanted to ask you, um, where do you think, I mean, obviously, definitely Porterhouse KC, but just like in general throughout, you know, United States, let's say, where do you think are the best options for individuals to learn about business and entrepreneurship today? Do you think it's university? Do you think it's online education? Do you think it's <laughs> LinkedIn, Instagram? So what are your, this is just your personal opinion in general about where you think it's best for, for individuals to start their journey of education in business. I have two frames of thought. One is you have to learn the rules to break the rules. I like to break rules. Um, again, you don't know you don't know what you don't know until you know it, and then you can break it, right? And then you can change the narrative. So I, I got my master's degree. I got a bit, uh, MBA in business administration. I did. I have an undergrad in business management. Um, I do. I, I so I know about you know the the rules of business, um, and I know to what extent, um, in a lot of ways, where I can change those things and where they do not apply, or it's just a systematic thing that's created to prevent me from doing certain things. So I think it's important to learn to get educated about. Um, uh, of being a, a general, just in general, being a business owner, but obviously about your craft as well. Um, but you can learn these things through various channels. Like you said, man, YouTube, YouTube is such a wealth of, though you can get your MBA, you can get a master's degree, you can get anything off of YouTube university. You know what I mean? Like literally I learned how to edit in Premiere Pro, shoot, edit, uh, cut, create through YouTube, right? And I love doing it. Um, I learned about cameras. I learned about, you know, all these other things that are just kind of additives uh, through YouTube because I didn't want to have to ask other people to do things for me, right? We didn't want to have to depend on a lot. I hate having to depend on other people sometimes. And, you know, it's cool if you have to, but 
you know, if you could do it independent, it's so much better because now you're not on somebody else's timeline. You're on your own timeline. Um, But I say do, you know, whatever you can do, do it. So like if you can afford to go to school and it not be like a stupid, a silly situation, um, go to school. Um, Right. If if you if that's not in your cards, um, you're not limited there. Now you can go to Google, you can go to online university, you can come to the Porterhouse KC, you can go to KC SourceLink, you can go to, there's so many business resources out there. If you're young, I don't know if you've heard of Tova, Tova Tanner has a, has a, a, a organization called um, the Royale Cohesive Network. She does, she works with youth from age, I don't know, like five up to like 24 or something like that. And she's teaching entrepreneurship, um, but not just teaching it. She actually is helping these, these young folks create their own businesses. And they go vend, have vendor booths at different locations and learn how to sell and e-commerce and all this stuff that they do. Uh, she got them on a the radio. They got a radio show that they do now. I mean, it's just so much out there. There's no reason why. There's, you literally don't have a reason. If you say, if you make up something, you you literally are making up a reason why you can't do something. There's literally not a reason why. YouTube University, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's, my favorite. You. Hey, that's my that's my that's my favorite thing to tell people. I'm like, they're like, yeah, I just I just can't go to you know, they're giving some excuses, whatever it might be. And I'm not saying these excuses aren't a reality because they may be. But like, I'm just like, listen, bro, YouTube University, <laughs> exactly. YouTube University and podcast, dog. I'm telling you every single I, thing. Hey, man, every, I listen to so many podcasts. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you every single thing I know from how to run the podcast, from anything about marketing, branding, anything I've done with the t-shirt company, anything I've done with, you know, I'm a personal trainer by trade. So anything with personal training, like aside from doing the course to get my certification, everything else, like everything podcast youtube podcast and youtube all the investments i've tried to get into or look forward to getting into in the future like youtube podcast like I'm telling y'all dog but but also when you know something once you get educated right and you have some clarity you know again people can go down a funnel of, I need more education. Mm. I need to learn more about this. I need to learn more. I got to do this again. I got to do more of this. You have to pull the trigger at some point too, right? So like you can go to YouTube university and I can learn how to edit videos and and, and whatever and play with my camera or whatnot. But until I actually apply those things, you know, you got to get away from that fear too. That's a part of this thing. Bottom line, like you got to get away from that fear yeah, too. That's the most important thing at the end of the day. Cause yeah. you know, like Eric Thomas says, knowledge is the new money, get you some, but money is only valuable when you spend it or when you invest it. So mm-hmm. if this money is knowledge, it's only valuable once you invest that knowledge into wow. something, which means you got to take action. So, you know, an ATM machine might be filled with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But guess what? It ain't shit if you don't take it and, you know, put it into something or invest exactly. it. It ain't shit if the ATM machine don't work, if it doesn't distribute the money. So, exactly. you know, action is everything. Action is absolutely everything. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, is there anything, again, this is just a personal opinion question. Is there anything more important than education for our youth? So thinking about our youth and like the future for, for the country um, and not just our country, but for you know society at large, China, Asia, everywhere, like wherever people are, is, is there, do you think there's anything else more important than education? What are some things that you would maybe add to a high schooler's curriculum if you had the chance? I think... Um believing this is I think this is probably one of the most underrated things um, that I can think of is just the belief in someone Hmm. I just think that man you get so much more out of somebody if you believe that they can do it or if they if if I believe that you think that I can do this it's, it's just a world of wonders, man. I mean, it changes your whole life, your trajectory. If you show somebody that you believe in them, like a young person, if you get somebody like a parent could not be tooled to be the greatest parent in the world 
but because they believe in their child, they believe in their child and they encourage their child and they support their child and however they can, their child will be 100% better off rather than uh, someone as a parent being deflective or being um, you know, condescending or being negative because they don't understand as a parent, right? Like if you show that you believe, man, oh my gosh, dude, so many doors open up, so many things, the world opens up for these young people, man. So, you know, coupled with education, coupled with, you know, all these other things that are out here that's necessary, I think that the, the, the matter of belief means so much um, to young people and old folks and, and in between, you know what I mean? Like, belief matters, man. Like, I, that's what we do in our classes, man, and, and the people that we engage with. Like, somebody will throw something out there and be like, man, I want to open up a community kitchen, right? Ain't never had a, a dime to be able to do it, but have ha, has a plan, has a thought, has a, has a dream. Dude, I believe you. Now what, now what are we going to do to get to that point, right? Like how many people get that, I believe you? Not a lot of us. Doesn't Facts. happen a lot. You know what I mean? Facts. The first, oftentimes you see the first response is, well, like, I don't know how you're going to do that. It's like, nah. The- what, what, did you see that video? I don't know if you posted it, if I found it from you or somebody that said, Nipsey said, he said, you're you putting your expectations on me. What'd he say? He said, uh, I'm trying to find it, man. He's like, you can't put your limitations on me. What oh, you yeah. feel like is not possible yep. is not not necessarily true for me. The reality right? for Don't me, yeah. Both him and Jay-Z speak about that same topic. You, you know, they both speak yeah. about, you know, the idea that somebody may not have faith in themselves. And so because of that, they'll try to reflect that same energy onto another individual that they come in contact with. But that reality may not be the reality for them, you know, like, and, and that's so real, man. That's so real. That's like, I've, I've literally survived off that through my late teens and my twenties. It's just like, yo, like just because you didn't have the confidence and it's not a hater thing. It's not like, oh, shame on you for not believing in yourself. It's like, just because you personally don't believe you can do that or that it's not ideal or you're not willing to take that risk doesn't mean that energy has to be reflected onto me because it may not be the reality for me. And as soon as you, as soon as people start to give that energy off, you start poisoning your environment. So it's, it's really important for people to really, you know, like you said, have faith in individuals and just trust in their process. It doesn't have to be real for you. You know what I'm saying? But just show love and say, I believe you now what? Yeah. <laughs> now exactly. what? I love and, it. And then, that, and then you, you've, you've created, you put yourself in a position to be a support system, even if, if it's just to push you to say, oh, you got this. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a mistake that didn't happen, but it's cool. How do you get to the next phase? You don't have to be a professional or whatever. You just got to believe in people, man. Allow them to, to know that you believe in them. Facts. Facts. You know? And there's 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 hundreds more questions I have for you, but I think I'm going to finalize with these last two or three. Um, okay. So so number one, I want to ask you, you know, for let's say there's an 18-year-old right now who knows you know, is very convinced that they're going to be a business owner and that they want to go into entrepreneurship. Um, But they have zero dollars, zero experience, zero mentorship, except for, you know, again, YouTube University, which they can, you know, tap into. But what would you suggest um, be, obviously, everyone's going to have their own path. But for you, like, what's a piece of advice, maybe some pieces of advice for an 18 year old who wants to step into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you got to figure out, tap into what um, what you like, um, what you like to do. Uh, and then if you can't find anything that really um, that you can really like put put, you know, your finger on that you really love, that you feel like that can make money. Um, yeah, you, you start looking out and doing research and trying to find some things that 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 are, um, uh, you know, I, I, I say the barrier to entry is minimal. Right. Like. Uh, it's not hard to get to this point, right? So if, if you know, for the back in school when you used to sell candy out your backpack, right? 
Like you figured out a way to buy, you know, a certain amount of suckers. You go to Sam's Club, you buy a big bulk box, you know, for cheaper, and then you sell it for, you know, whatever the case may be. So you just got to figure out whatever that little thing is, and, and don't be, don't get frustrated if you don't find anything up front, right? Don't get frustrated with yourself if you don't, uh, you don't know what this next thing looks like or what this really is or whatever the case may be. Just keep searching, just keep figuring it out, keep learning, learning yourself learning your likes and dislikes. And eventually these things will come, right? Um, not everybody is just, you know, oh, I got the best idea, I got the greatest idea. And then you also try to part problem solve. Like, uh, what do you see as a problem that you can jump in and, and, and solve, right? Do you figure out, I mean, and this is just hypothetically, like you put on a seatbelt and you're like, man, I can make a better seatbelt than this. Or if you find, you know, some, something wasn't doing going right in school and you feel like you could do it better, right? You found a solution to that. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs, that's how we find ways to do things is, is we tap into to, to problem areas and where we can solve problems. Um, so find a problem to solve or get into something that you really love um, that, that could potentially uh, lead to entrepreneurship. I love it. I love it. I want to share two quick stories just because you remind me of something like for individuals, just a piece of inspiration out there. So uh, number one, you know, uh, Mr. Dan Smith just mentioned that, uh, you know, look at if you saw an issue at school that you might be able to solve. So somebody I ran into told me about uh, somebody that basically was going to the drinking fountain every day. And every time he was out the drinking fountain, like he was a taller kid and he realized other kids coming up to the drinking fountain in this like elementary school were like struggling to like reach the top fountain. So like when all the kids were at this shorter fountain and this kid wanted to use the fountain too, but he had to wait a long line of kids. He wanted to use the big fountain, but he couldn't cause he wasn't tall enough. So he yeah. was like, well, he said he was at the store with his mom one day and he saw the little stools, right? Little like stand up stools. And he brought one to school and put it under the, the drinking fountain and saw that kid started stepping up on that and using it. So he yeah. said there was five more drinking fountains in the school or whatever. So he he, he like he, he he brought them and, and provided a service like, you know, there was a problem. He provided a solution. And he was saying he didn't charge for that, but he was thinking, you know, if he wouldn't have been an elementary student and maybe he was in middle school or high school, maybe he would have tried to come and partner with the school like, hey, I'll bring these and I'll paint, you know, the school name on it or the school logo on it and sell it to you guys for ten dollars, you know, at the end of every school year. or I'll clean it every week or something like that. It's just like there's always like little things. And then a friend of mine, you know, he's originally from from Africa from West Africa and before he came to America he's still young he's like 23 I think he came here about five six years ago but when he was like younger super poor couldn't afford to get like the school books and things like that so what he used to do is he used to be on the bus to school every day and he would notice that people would be on the bus sweating like sweating just just super sweaty which if you've ever been to Africa my family's from Tanzania so I used to go okay. back a lot like yo people be sweaty on the bus imagine so, man so what he used to do is he would go buy Kleenexes and sell each Kleenex to the person on the bus for like a penny like nothing crazy like you know right. like, like a penny and then he would save up all the pennies from the week to buy his school books like to wow. you know for the next year or whatever so it's just like yeah trust in the process, patience, and finding a solution to a problem. And the easiest way to find a solution to a problem is to look around you. It is just to look around you. Just be very self-aware. Just be yeah. very self-aware. So I love that, man. I love that you shared that. Um, so general questions, any books that you suggest for anybody? It doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be motivational. It can be. It can be a fiction book. Just in general, any books that you like that you would like to suggest to people? Well, this is what I'm reading right now. I'm yes, just saying. Sir. Yes, that's sir. That's what I'm reading right now. Uh, and, and we are working on like a book club type situation too. So uh, folks tap into that. Like on our, my, my I am, my, my personal IG is just I am d.c.smith. Uh, and, and so that's going to be through our, that's not going to be on the Porterhouse page. That's going to be on my personal page. Uh, we're partnering with, Sharon and I are partnering with uh, uh, Janae and, and uh, um, uh I keep, you know what, I, I, I keep getting this, it's Munaf, Munafa. Munfwa. Munfwa. I keep messing that up. I always <laughs> mess that up. And I feel bad because that's my guy. I mean, he's, he's a dope guy. 
Yeah, one for it's a fresh name. It's a fresh name. I love it's, it. It's a dope name, and that's my guy, man. But we we are uh, we, we're our partner, man, to, to create this 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 book club, and then uh, so that's going to be the first book that we review. But I, man, I've read um, my I think a couple of my favorite books. Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Everybody has kind of read that. Yeah, fire. Um, fire. That is a fire book. It is. It is a fire book. <laughs> Uh, it, you know what? I'm gonna I'm just just being just being straight up. It's a great book when you're young. Yes, yes. Because it 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 gives you some, it gives you perspective, right? So like when you get older and you read it, you kind of like, yeah, okay, you know. <laughs> but when you're young, it's a dope book to read. Another book I I've, I've read by Michael Gerber is called the the E Myth Mastery. Well, it's called the E Myth. And then, and then there's another follow-up to it. It's called the E-Myth Mastery. Uh, and those are really good. That, those are really good books to read. Um, and, and then the E, the, it's called the Entrepreneurship. It's the E-Myth. E stands for Entrepreneurship. Uh, so the Entrepreneurship uh, Myth Mastery. So that's a dope book, uh, a dope series. Um, I, I, uh, those are kind of like my go-tos. Um just in general, um, I've read a lot, you know, a lot of different books, man, uh, over time, but you know, I'm, I'm in that Barack Obama. I listen to audio books too. And right now I'm like, I got like seven hours left. I think the book was like 24 hours or something. It's a long book. I got like seven hours left. So I feel like I'm slacking, but I, I took a pause on it. Uh, cause it's just such a long book. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I think those are some really good starting point books. Um, yeah, I love it. I agree. I'm I I I've been reading the Nipsey Hustle book on uh, my phone, but I do want to buy the original though, or like the, yeah. the hard because it's kind of hard to read on your phone, in my opinion. Yeah, so, like, it, it's it's kind of like you read it, you highlight something, then you forget that it's on your phone. You come back to it two weeks later, and you already forgot about the original. So I definitely need to get the the hard copy. But go to go to Bliss Books and Wine, man. They've been in our they were in our program too. So Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine. Sounds yeah. good, for sure. They sell it through the Black Pantry. Oh, uh, clutch. The Black Pantry. Yeah. Oh, shout out to bro over there also. I was trying to get him on the podcast. I'll get him on in the future, hopefully. Yeah, um, he, he, he'll be dope. He'll be a dope interview. Brian. Brian was in our, our program, too. I love so, it. I love yeah. it. So I'm going to ask you, what is one podcast, just one, that you would suggest to the people um, out there that you just think is quality? So I, you know what, I'm a bit, I'm gonna be real. So like I, I when I talk about, I, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, right? I listen to Million Dollars Worth of Game. Wallow yeah. and Gilly are hilarious. Those them. are my guys. I listen to Drink Champs all the time. I just started uh, listening to Drink Champs. Brilliant Idiots is one of my is another one of my uh, my go tos. Uh, Comedy Minds, that's a new one with Kevin Hart. Um, Rap Radar is another one I listen to. And then the other tone, it, it, there's, th this is not a lot. It's not a really popular one. It's uh, Pharrell and a couple other cats. It's called The Other Tone. Uh, they had an episode with Questlove that was so dope. I mean, it was like these guys, I, it's, it, it was just like, all right, this has got it. But, but they don't have a lot of episodes. It's only like 10 or 12 episodes or something with different folks. So. Uh, Rick Rubin was an interview that was really dope too with them. So what was that called again? You said the other tone or something else? Other tone, yeah. It's a it's a colorful. Oh, found it. That? Found it. Do you see it? Yep. Perfect. All right, I'm about to listen to that. You said with uh with Questlove. There it is. That's the, that's what it looks like right there. Perfect. Perfect. I'm gonna listen to that for sure today at work. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So the final question for today, my brother, first and foremost, thank you again for coming on today, man. I, I was really appreciative of this conversation. I think there's definitely some gems people can pick up. And most importantly, uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't just take this interview and conversation for granted. Actually go tap in with the Porterhouse. I think there's a lot more that, that you know, he wasn't able to mention here today that they're doing and that you should be involved in and that you can learn from and that you can gain value from. So please tap in in the show notes um, with the links that I, that I put there. But um, 
the final question today, man, is your last day on earth. You've lived uh, your life to, to the best, to the fullest, and uh, your great, great grandkids are sitting at your feet and they're like, great granddad, what's one piece of advice on how to live life? And mind you, this is the last thing you get to leave with them. So, so, you know, you know, they can't read your books. If you left any, they can't listen to podcasts if you had any, but this is the only piece of advice you can leave them with. What's one piece of advice on how to live life? Hey man, before I answer this question, first of all, I want to say that you, you know, you got, this is dope. You've been dope. You got, I've been on some, some podcasts before. And, you know, you got some really great questions, man. And this, this, this podcast is so fly. Uh, Keep pushing with this uh, because this is necessary and it's needed. And I'm definitely going to push you and promote you more uh, on my platform because dude, this is, I mean, like you're you're dope, bro. You're dope. You know what I mean? And I I just appreciate this opportunity to get on and have this, this dialogue with you because it's, it's, it's definitely necessary. Um, I, so the last probably five or six years, probably seven years, I started to live with less fear. Now I'm not saying that I don't have anxieties. I don't, I'm not saying that I, I, I'm just like this dude that just goes out and just does everything. But what I recognize is that you only live one life, right? Um, and what prevents us from doing the things that we really want to do is fear. So I would say, try as best as you can to live a fearless life. Like don't fear an, an, an employer, like a supervisor, don't fear teachers, don't fear challenge, don't fear opportunity. Um, because those are all reasons why we end up taking a back seat to everybody else and everyone else is doing whatever they're doing. So if I had an op, you know, that last, that opportunity, I am really going to talk about um, the importance of eliminating fear. Will Smith said in one of his, 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 his um, YouTube things that he was doing for a while, he jumped out of a plane and, and one of his things was God placed the most beautiful things on earth on the other side of fear. Mm. And after I saw that, I, I just, I quoted that everywhere I went. I was like, dude, God placed the most beautiful <laughs> things on earth on the other side of fear. Like everywhere I was going for about a year, that was my, my thing. Right. But, but it's true. Like there's so many beautiful things on the other side of fear. Um, you're going to have anxiety and angst and things like that when you have to face those those things that give you that. Um, but it's so much beauty on the other side of that, that you just got to rock with, man. You just got to rock with. So, yeah, that's what I got. I love it. Dan Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you can find him at I am Dan Smith on Instagram. You can find the Porterhouse KC at the porterhouse casey just as it sounds exactly as it sounds this is exactly how it's spelled um again i will link their website i will link their instagram i'll link their facebook and the show notes go tap in please because there's there's a hundred percent a way that they can help you or some value that they will provide you know just by you following them consuming the lives consuming the content pulling up to an event when stuff is live again so Tap in, tap in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Dan, if you wouldn't mind waiting for just 20 seconds after I end this call to just, just so I can say thank you once more. But again, ladies and gentlemen, the Culture Talks podcast, make sure you leave a five-star review and share with a friend because that's the only way we can grow. This is C-I-Z-Z-Y from the Culture Talks signing out. Salud. I'm not sure you know, 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 I